0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson. Apologies this time around if things sound a little different. Had to go out on the road to talk to our guests this, this month and uh, forgot some pretty important equipment. So that's a mistake that I won't for, won't uh, make again here going forward. But we are here this month to talk about forestry careers. And before we hop into that conversation, I would like to give a special shout out and thank you to our sponsor this month, Farm Credit. Thank you to them for their sponsorship of this episode and we're going to hear a bit hear from them a little bit more later on in the episode but for right now let's hop into our discussion like i said we're going to be talking about forestry careers this month with our returning guest mr joe fox the state forester here in arkansas joe thank you for joining me today
1: thanks for having me. I, I hope I can do this subject justice
0: <laughs> well I, hey we, we, we like to find the best of the best for our topics and you you stood out when we were talking about who we should get to discuss this stuff so Joe, before we hop, or when, as we hop into this stuff here, um, I guess the first thing I want to talk to you about are the different types of forestry careers because I would imagine that most people when they think of forestry think of the burly bearded man with a plaid shirt and an axe just going to town on some trees out in the woods. But that's absolutely not the case.
1: No, that's that's not the case at all. We have some the careers really uh, go the gamut from from GIS work, mapping work, computers using uh, GPS units, flying drones. Actually, aerial surveillance, uh, in airplanes, uh, forest health, uh, experts, entomology, uh, pathology to, uh, silviculture, silviculturalists, wildlife biologists, uh, we've, we've got, uh, forest hydrologists. There, it just goes on and on and on. And we hadn't even gotten to the, to forestry consultants, uh, advising landowners or to uh, timber procurement specialists, uh, which that's how I got my start was, was working buying timber from landowners. So there's, there's all sorts of things. Uh, forest engineers to build roads. There, this, it goes on and on and on. I, I wouldn't, there's no way I could list all of the job opportunities, forestry careers, but I do know that there's some really cool tools that we get to use now, modern tools, uh, to get our work done, whether it's, whether it's cruising timber, getting volumes, which is a very traditional thing, or whether it's trying to find where the a patch of bug damage is somewhere in the, over over that hill, over yonder, uh, we've got some really good tools to save time and to be more accurate in our our survey
0: of the forest. So, I guess I wanted to start here because you I mean the list that you just gave was what I was hoping you would give because it shows that there's more to the forest industry than just growing trees or cutting them down. There's if if your interests lie with, with uh, you know, animals or creatures. There's the wildlife biologists, if it lies, you know, if in the tech side, there's the drones and all that stuff. So th- there's a wide swath of things that people can, I guess, get into if they wanted to get into the forestry industry. It doesn't just have to be with growing trees.
1: That's correct, and and it can be as uh, exciting or as dull as you want it to be. But I will say that uh, there are some things to be a forester. There's some standard things that we all need to know, whether we're a forest engineer building roads or whether I'm a wildlife biologist or whether I'm a, a GIS expert and can make all sorts of maps. Uh, we all need to know how trees grow. We need to know how they grow with each other. And we need to know a little bit about the pathogens or the threats to the forest, uh, which can be natural disaster threats. So those standard things we we all need to know and then we can apply them to these fields that we might be in. And by the way, the career that I left out that needs to be in there is urban forestry and arborist. Uh, that we 're going to need more and more urban foresters uh, as as the population grows, in any case there are there are those standard things foundational things that all foresters need to know, and one of them we 're doing right now, and it 's how to write reports, how to talk about what we do how how to document what it is we do, and then educate uh, the public on wh- what forestry is about and and how diversified it is.
0: Okay. So I guess, Joe, with your position as the state forester, I mean, you you go through a good amount of hiring here at the Forestry Division. What has been the hardest position for you guys specifically to fill? I know you guys have a smaller group of folks, but what's the hardest position that you guys have... Had to fill.
1: Oh, that's a tough question. I suppose uh, the hardest position to fill is the is the the county forester, the general forester himself, and it's simply uh, it's it's hard to fill because of a lack of supply of of bachelor degree foresters, uh, trained foresters available nationally. Uh, it's been said that there's three. Forestry jobs for every graduate uh, bachelor degree graduate all the forestry schools in the country, so we have that 's probably the hardest one for us to fill
0: okay so you're saying that if if someone was curious about a, a job here in the forestry industry. There are jobs out there and readily available. Oh my, yes. So all
1: of us, whether, whether you're a consulting forester in a company, whether you're a uh, manufacturer looking for procurement foresters, um, uh, whether you're a government agency, federal or state, we all are uh, undersupplied with staff we are we are looking it's it's across all states it's across this country it's really across all vocations there's a labor shortage
0: and why why do you think that is why do you think that there's such a a demand or i guess a need that has not been filled in our industry specifically
1: well, that's that's an interesting question, and we're not sure. It is tied to the overall economic situation in the country and post-pandemic. It, we're all we're tied to that, uh, in any case. But having said that, uh, for forester jobs, for several decades since the time that I graduated from college, which was a long time ago, nearly fifty years. There were way more foresters graduated than there were jobs. Now, those of us uh, from, from my generation, uh, baby boomers, uh, we're graduating from our jobs, we're retiring. And, and, and because there haven't, has not been that large of uh, demand for foresters for several decades, uh, young people did not go there, go to forestry school and then to those vocations because they were all full. And we've been, because of tools, we've been able to do more work with less people. That's been going on as well. Well, the worm has turned, and now we need more people to get more work done. There's lots of work to do. And and the word's not out there generally, that this is a great place to work. But whether you're going to be a dozer operator for us, which would you re- would require a CDL, truck driver's license, whether you're going to be a forester, uh, to get to work outside as a forestry tech, as a forester, as a, a GPS, GIS expert, to get to work outside and be paid for it, a wildlife biologist and get paid for it, my goodness, I, I can't think of anything better.
0: And so if you could, I know the last time we talked to you, granted that's been a while ago now, uh, you kind of gave us your history, but if you could, you started actually in this business, but it was uh, you worked for your family's business, correct? That's, that's could, right. Could I'm, you just kind of talk about that for I'm, a second?
1: I went to North Carolina State and graduated literally 49 years ago, went straight to work for, for our company and for 20 years, I bought pulpwood and logs for our hardwood sawmills in Pine Bluff and Sheridan and chip mill in Sheridan, and loved it. Got learned a lot. You know, you really don't start learning when you graduate from college. That's when you start learning. Mm-hmm. The uh, on-the-job is is the best teacher, and we've all we've all done that. So I had 20 years with with loggers and lumbermen and networking, and buying from big companies, buying from small landowners. Uh, its its it, it was great training for me, and continues to be good training. Then I worked, uh, bumped around a little bit after we sold our company, worked for loggers, workers' comp. So I've, I've uh, set up a self-insurance group mm-hmm. for loggers, for workers' comp. Then went to work for the Nature Conservancy for 11 and a half years as a conservation forester, conservation forestry director there, using the contacts that I'd made in my career to do some really good conservation things for, for forests in Arkansas. And now the state forester the, the last uh, 10 and a half years. So it's been a, been, been fun at every juncture. It goes back to though that communications piece building relationships and then being able to communicate what it is we do has served me well all of my career.
0: Well, and I guess I wanted to kind of get that one more time just to ask you, what kept you in the forestry industry? Like, what was it about this industry that kept you, you know, going this long? <laughs>
1: well, the, the, my my forebears all went this long or longer, so, so I, that was my model. But really, it's the relationships and the, the natural resource that we work with. There's, everything is so different. The, the landowners are different. Their trees are different. Their, their objectives for management are different. Trying to put those puzzles together using the good relationships with partners uh, that we've built over all these years uh, is a lot of fun for me it's it's It really is a little bit like working a puzzle but but it 's also the joy that you get from from making really good friends, lots of wonderful friends over the years that we 've done projects together and i would I would do a forestry piece maybe it 's a something in insurance some it it didn 't have to be a forestry project but I could contribute something about
0: trees. Okay. Well, Joe, i tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right now, uh, and we're going to hear a little bit more from our sponsors this month, Farm Credit. Farm Credit understands all things ag, including timber. Rural America has trusted Farm Credit for reliable, long-term financing for more than 100 years. Financing farms, timber, rural homes, agribusinesses, and more is all they do, which means they do it really well. Farm Credit is committed to the timber industry. They have experienced staff who understand the financing needs of timber producers and timber operations. Call Farm Credit today for long-term competitive rates that will support your timber operations success. Farm Credit of Western Arkansas, the timber lending specialist, equal housing lender. Thank you once again to Farm Credit for sponsoring this month's episode. So Joe, we've talked a lot about the communications and the relationships uh, built through this type of this type of work. But I guess what I want to talk about too is what is an employer looking for in an employee when trying to get one of these forestry careers? What what is it that you guys look for in, in potential employees?
1: Well, there's there's a minimum qualifications uh, we we need high school graduates or or more uh, we need we need somebody who's willing to work uh, who wants to learn learn how to run a dozer learn how to drive a truck uh, learn how to manage prescribed fire learn how to fight wildfire uh, uh, and and someone who likes to work with people whether it's it's coworkers or whether it's landowners uh or whether it's some other forestry professional outside of, of our division. So uh we find those a lot of those things out about our workers and they about us after you go to work. Can't know all that stuff before before you hire. So uh the willingness and the and the minimum education are are probably it. Uh, and I can't speak for other employers, but I'm thinking if that would be something similar for most all employers. There's some uh, really needed, desired minimum computer skills uh, and knowledge of computers that's very helpful. And anyone with with some computer training of any sort, even minimal, uh, is a leg up on someone who does not have that that Type of training.
0: Well, that brings to mind another question. Then, Um, I mean, in your professional opinion, do you see any any big changes coming down the line that might affect potential forestry careers here in the in the near future, or even in the far flung future? I think it's it's advancement in
1: uh, electronic systems of all sorts, whether it's drones, whether it's uh, well, video work with drones and other other styles. But uh, we may, you know, we think of of, uh, the drones that fly when we speak of them, but we may someday, probably sooner than later, have drones that ride across the ground or terrestrial, whether it could be a dozer, uh, but it could be a a four-wheeler of some sort scouting out uh, land. So I think the sky's the limit on the electronic advances that we're going to see computerized so i think that's a, that's a skill that we need to be training young people for now which i think we are uh but it's also a skill that we'll have to learn during our careers as there's multiple advancements in in that sort of thing but but um electronic and computerized surveillance surveying of land cruising of the timber uh, those kinds of things are are, are advancing quickly there's there're now ways to put a chip on a tree and watch for a certain insect that may be uh, threatening the area there there's now, that's too expensive to, to do very much of, but there's, there's going to be some new things, whether it's forest health. whether it's, Well, we know we can watch for wildlife mm-hmm. with game cameras. There, there's going to be a lot of that sort of thing that uh, is going to be used. So computer skills, electronic uh, software skills are going to be very
0: important. Okay, and now one other thing too that Max, uh, our executive vice president over at the association, wanted me to mention was the the salaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salaries. I think a lot of people may not understand how good a good how good they can be in this industry. That, that we have good competitive salaries compared to other maybe quote unquote more popular industries, right? Um, so well,
1: and, and I don't know all the numbers, there, yeah. so s- s- these are going off the top of my head and maybe refuted by somebody who really knows. But for, for the longest period of time, paper mill workers were the highest paid workers in the manufacturing, forest manufacturing sector. Well, sawmill workers are pretty darn close to, to paper mill workers now because of the required computer skills to be a sawmill worker and i think the the last numbers i saw average salary in sawmills in arkansas is over $50,000 a year our starting pay for foresters is now getting on the low side uh, we hope to in this next uh general session of the legislature may raise some of our salaries. We'll see if that turns out. But starting salary with no experience for a forester is forty thousand dollars a year, which used to be really good. Yeah. Now it's a little bit on the low side. Talking with uh, my peers around the South, probably forty three, forty five thousand dollars a year for beginning uh bachelor degree, foresters with no experience is is where where the median is Today and the and the median salaries are changing fast, so industry can react. Industrial employers can react to that. Consulting employers can react to that more quickly. Uh, that means prices for our, uh, our services go up rather quickly in this this post pandemic uh, era of inflation. So. Things are changing rapidly, but there is more value placed on forestry careers today in regards to other types of careers uh, uh, than 10 years ago or 20 years ago. So, So our natural resource careers are gaining in value by employers. Okay.
0: Now, this kind of segues perfectly into what I wanted to ask you next, and I believe it was the uh, Arkansas Center for Forest Business said something to the degree, and I'm paraphrasing here, that Arkansas is four times more dependent on forestry-related jobs than any other southern state. And so why are these jobs so important to the state of Arkansas?
1: Well, the forestry sector, conservatively, is... Uh, I, now I'm going to lose my number, but something on the order of 8 to 10% of the entire economy of Arkansas, the state uh, GDP. Um, so, so because of that, and that's why we're, our, our sector is bigger by percentage than other states. We're in, we're in a small state, but we're a natural resources state. Agriculture in general is huge. And forestry is a third of all of agriculture. So so uh, our jobs are more important since we don't have as many jobs in Arkansas. But I would say it's also very important because we're going to find, my my prediction for the state is uh, rapid growth in population. We're seeing that now in northwest Arkansas. It's gonna spread across more places. For lots of reasons, but but mainly because we are less developed. That means our forests are going to be threatened by uh, uh, developers who are developing home lots or commercial sites. So we need we need more forestry professionals in Arkansas in order to protect our forests and plan wisely for the expected development that's going to come. And that's, development's not bad, it's just we need to do it wisely, and we need professionals, trained professionals
0: to do that. Okay. Well, Joe, as we start wrapping up here, I guess one of the last things I want to ask you is what what's some advice that you would have for people who may be thinking about a job in the forestry industry or, heck, may not even be thinking about a job in the forestry industry but have heard this or have seen something else that has maybe piqued their interest a little bit?
1: Well, if you like to hunt and fish, if you like to be outdoors and want to make a career of being outdoors, forestry is your place. And there's so many things. You can can be a generalist like I am. You can be a specialist. You get to work with neat tools. So in preparation, uh, learn all you can, especially about computers. And software and new tools uh, like drones, Um, learn all you can about that. Learn about mapping, but learn about how to talk about what you do and what you see. The, The world's really going to those communicators, those marketers. And we're all salespeople, no matter what our job title is, we got to sell ourselves. We got to sell what it is we do and why it's valuable and natural resources, uh, trees in particular, are very valuable because trees clean the air, clean the water, store carbon, and are home for lots of critters that we like to watch and and eat. Uh, so, so I can't think of a better career. Just uh, catch up on all the tools
0: currently, and I think that's a that's the wise thing to do. Okay. Well, Joe, is there anything else that you want to say you'd like to add before we wrap this up?
1: Well, I I would say that my career, hopefully anyone's career in natural resources, is a very satisfying thing to do. To be a good steward of the land is a wonderful thing. And then to get to work with the awesome people that that do the same thing or related things is uh, very rewarding as a career. Okay.
0: Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us this month. And we want to thank Joe for joining us yet again. It's like I said, it's been a while. I think you were on our second episode, actually. Uh, So it's nice to have you back, Joe. But thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Seth. It's a, it's a pleasure. All right. Well, make sure that you come back next month where we're going to have another discussion, uh, but we want to give a special shout-out this this month to our sponsors, Farm Credit. Yet again, thank you again for their support of this episode. I also want to give a special shout-out and a thank you to some guy named Rob slash Rob McCormick for the use of our theme song, The Same Love. That's off of his album, The Folkster. You can find more of his music on Spotify, and as always, we'll have a link to his website in the description of this episode. And if you're if you're curious about what we do at the Arkansas Forestry Association, you can find us at arkforest.org. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S dot And if you want to actually find out more about potential forestry careers, we are, we are a state partner with Forestry Works. You can find some more information about Forestry Careers at that website, which is forestryworks.com. So like I said, join us next month when we'll have a new topic, a new discussion, and a new Voice of Forestry.